You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. The C word with Callista. Hey, you with me, Callista. Joined today by Astro Supersport host, die-hard Liverpool fan, and one of my best friends. It's Reem. Welcome to the C word. Callista, I can't believe we're finally doing this. And we we talk a lot, but never about football. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like to see and pick your brain on football. Can I? So can I do the questioning? <laughs> I mean, you can. You're probably not going to get that many answers. <laughs> But yeah, how is life in general? Because we haven't actually spoke much in the past couple of months because I've been losing track of time in lockdown. You've been busy being a new mom. Yeah, I think we mentioned it slightly before, right? About how we're you know losing track of time and the days are all just rolled into mm-hmm. one these days, and that's even more so being. Indoors with a newborn, trying to adapt to this new life. I just feel like I've been pregnant and then now a new mom. So I was in confinement, and then I've just been at home for the past like year and a half. Right? It seems like yeah, not much has been going on in terms of that. But I love, I love being a new mom. It's not that easy mm-hmm. to be honest. You know, in movies and on Instagram, you see this like romantic version of what motherhood looks like, but the reality is not as glamorous. Your baby's crying all the time. You don't know what he wants. He's throwing up, and if he's not doing that, he's doing like number two everywhere. You know. He's- <laughs> Having diaper blowout, so it's a lot of that. I gotta say, like you are one of those people on Instagram that make it look easy. Like every time I see your updates, it's always like, oh, Leo is such a calm baby, and you know everything <laughs> is. I don't know, everything's like calm and great. I feel, and then then you were telling me about all the crying. I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instagram is a very pretty space, and let, I just want to keep it pretty. You know, not. Reality, but it's the best version of reality. I mean, if you put aside all that, it must be weird, right? Because the Euros are happening, and usually you'd be so busy with all your shows on like Astro Supersport and stuff like that. But this time, you had to like take a step back. So, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's kind of weird. This is the first time I think since 2014 that I haven't been involved in a major tournament. So, for 2014, I was involved in the World Cup, right, in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So, went to Brazil, and then in 2016, there was the Euros in France. And then 2018, there was the World Cup in Russia, and then now 2021, yeah, the Euros again. So it's the first time in a while that like I didn't have that like anything to look forward to in person, like not watching any live games or whatever. I mean, in person, but like it's kind of also nice to be a spectator because it's been so long, right? It's been what seven years now since I've had to work, and you see it from a different perspective, obviously. And now I'm just purely a fan, you know, obviously supporting England, following them throughout this journey. It's been different and still fun, like. It's a different perspective, but it's also nice to just sit back and enjoy it with my husband and my son. You know, who's mm-hmm. British and half British. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like we just got Leo a England jersey as well, so that should come up on Instagram soon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, there's some similarities, right? Because like during the Euros or the World Cup or anything, it's like the time that you never get any sleep because of the time difference. And now because of Leo, right. you're still not getting any sleep. So. <laughs> Exactly. You know what? Actually, having a newborn sort of helps because his feeding uh, times is about like twelve, twelve a.m., three a.m., and that's when the games are usually on. I don't have to force myself out of bed just to watch a game or just to do a recording. Because I remember, I think it was. Yeah, the last World Cup, I was driving to work at like three or four in the morning just yeah. to do the wrap-up show. That was insane, and it was like almost every day. But then now, yeah, I'm still getting up at that time. But like, 
to feed him while watching the games. So I'm already on that schedule, so it's not so bad. Yeah, I remember because Adam C used to be with Hits, right? And I remember like whenever it's like a big mm-hmm. tournament, like I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to speak to him because he's going to be like a zombie when he comes in or he's oh, yeah. on leave because he, he's not even in the country. Exactly. I can imagine. I mean, yeah, because he used to do radio as well, right? Yeah. So Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah to do radio as yeah. well yeah, yeah yeah no it was bad we barely slept that whole month of that tournament but good times yeah surprisingly <laughs> being in hits is the most exposure I've ever had to football because you and I were close so I know like when you were busy with the football and then I see Adam every day because he used to come on his show was after mine so I know like yeah. you just know that there's things going on because I wouldn't see you much and then I wouldn't talk to him much <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> We're like in our own world, right? Just It's like a fog. You know, you're just getting by from one job to another, running here and there. But it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed the thrill of it. The matches are on from 12, between 12, 3 a.m. And then you have to drive to work, do the wrap-up show at like 4, 5 a.m. And then you were doing the morning show, which was at 10 a.m. 10 a.m., yeah. So- yeah, yeah. You know what? At one point, I considered actually, because I think... I remember one time I went in at 5 a.m. or something and then I considered it. I was like, maybe I should just, because we record at a different studio, right, in PJ and then radio was at Bukit Jalil. So I just considered like going straight to Bukit Jalil and sleeping in the studio. But because I was very scared, Astro is huge, right? So that was the one thing that, that stopped me from not going directly into work and just sleeping there until my shift for radio. But I did consider it so many times. In the end, I always like from PJ, I would come back home for a bit, take a like 20 minute nap and then wake up and then go to our radio at mix. That's the keyword though. It was a nap. It wasn't like a full sleep because if you finish at 5 a.m. Yeah. And your show is at 10, you need to be there at like 9, 9.30. By 9. Yeah. Where's and the you time still need to, to commute there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But that's why I was thinking if I had just driven directly to Bukitjala, I would have more time, right? Because now I'm driving home, sleeping, and then waking up, driving to Bukitjala. That's like an extra hour there that I can gain by sleeping, but that's kind of scared. Go to Bukitjala on my own. Okay, so how do you prepare for like such a big event though after the world cup the euros are technically the biggest football event right so how would you mm-hmm. prepare for 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 doing for covering the the show so you basically preparing like throughout the year right because the football season starts in august and the, the i mean when i see football season like the premier league right that we usually focus on mm. at Astro super sport so that starts in august and then it ends at around may and then you know you've got your like champions league and then the tournament these big tournaments start so it's just a continuation. And I think usually like if we know that year we are having a big tournament, I would try to follow the other leagues more as well, just to familiarize myself with the main players that I know that will be competing in the major tournament. Just sort of like see what they're up to. And most of them play in the Premier League anyway, because a lot of the big stars do play in England, right? So in terms of that, you're already quite familiar with their playing style. Yeah, like trying to catch up on sleep and then lose it that one month. So (laughs) yeah, that's about it really. I don't think there's anything specific that we do. So is it more tiring to do the show here with the time difference or is it more tiring to travel halfway across the world for the game? I think it's very different because like, okay, so for example, when I did the 
World Cup in Brazil in 2014, I was there for an entire month, like throughout the entire knockout stage. And, you know, Brazil's quite a big country and the tournament wasn't just in one city. It was in like different cities and we had to travel back and forth. So in terms of that, that part is very tiring because it was literally just me and one producer. And so we had to drag our own equipment. We had to drag mm. our own luggage, you know, everywhere that we went. And of course, you know, you don't speak the language and you're trying to figure things out. And, you know, logistically, there was nothing glamorous about it. There's a lot of walking around. Stadiums are huge. And <laughs> oh, stadiums yeah, are huge. So in terms of that, that, that is, oh yeah, exactly. So it's very, that is very tiring. Like people don't see that part, right? They just like, oh, wow, you get to go to Brazil and experience the World Cup. Yeah, there's all these like little things you have to do to get your job done. Because what you see in camera is just like five minutes, right? But like yeah. the work that goes into it, it's like, yeah. So in terms of that, but at least you are on their time. So mm. you're working during the day technically. Whereas in Malaysia, you have to sort of like drag yourself out of bed. And yeah, like we spoke about, right? Like the whole Adam C thing and mm. then going into radio after that. But that is also tiring in itself. Yeah, but the experience, of course, you get from being there in person, like nothing beats that. The best feeling ever you know being able to see Ronaldo dive right in front of you and then reporting about it things like that like have you got like a specific memory that stands out from one of your trips to like the World Cups or the Euros or anything I mean okay there's two that sticks out one is in Brazil, I lost my passport. Or I didn't lose it lah. I left it on the plane, okay? Stupidly enough. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. But it all worked out really well because the flight that I lost it on was the flight to Brasilia, which was the uh, capital city where the Malaysian embassy was. So imagine if I had lost it at some other city, right? Then I wouldn't be able to get around after that. I think it was our last Stop, if I'm not mistaken. And it just so happened it was the city that the Malaysian embassy was there. And there was a police station right across from our hotel that we checked in. And then I realized I left my passport on the plane. Oh my gosh. So it was it, it was a very smooth process. Like the police station was just across the street, made a report. And then with that document, I could go to the Malaysian embassy the next day and get a temporary passport just to like uh, get out of the country and return back to Malaysia. So yeah, that was... Scary. But how did you get and the other, immigration? It was a domestic flight. They didn't uh, really check main documents. Honestly, I don't remember that part, but I did get through. So maybe I showed them my digital copy of my passport and it was enough. You don't need to scan anything, right? Because uh-huh. you're already in Brazil. Yeah. So it's like if us taking a flight to Langkawi, you don't really need your passport, right? You just need your IC. Yeah. And the second one was the last Euros in France. Um, it was in Lyon. And I think England were playing, gosh, I don't remember the team now. But anyway, they were rivals and both the English fans and the fans of the other nation got into really huge fights there were like it was major like they were throwing glass at each other and there were clashes everywhere basically so and it so happened that we didn't go to Leon for that game but it happened in the next town or something but anyway um so we went there and the whole city was sort of like on lockdown and this was like prior COVID right when you haven't experienced such a thing as a lockdown and that just seems so scary because yeah the whole city was closed and they were everywhere and at any and honestly when we reached there we got out of the car of the cab and there were like fans fighting right in front of me so that was quite scary like being being in the thick of the action right I was Mm -hmm. like oh yeah I want to be in the thick of the action this is literally the thick of the action seeing that in front of my eyes and being in a city where it was all locked down police everywhere it was quite scary It, it felt like straight out of a movie 
and I was scared for my safety as well and my entire crew, obviously. But thankfully, nothing happened. We just did like a quick story there and then we left and went back. That actually leads like directly into my next question because so football fans can be kind of intense. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. obviously I follow you on social media and we've had conversations before. How do you deal with the fans online? Because they they're not always nice there's two sides to it right one is the fact that I'm a girl so there's always that like oh yeah you're a girl you don't know anything mm. you know you're just there being a pretty face or whatever you don't understand football even though for example if I were to make a comment about something that has nothing to do with the technical aspects of the game it could just be something like okay so like I was saying there's two parts right one is that I'm a girl and the other one is that I'm a Liverpool fan mm-hmm. so obviously being a very vocal supporter of a team you will get hate from other teams, especially mm. the rival teams, like especially Man United, lah, because the rivalry is so fierce between these two English clubs and their fans are also super intense and crazy. Both sides. I'm not saying just the United fans are intense, but I'm I'm very like calm. I'm just generally a calm person, right? So as much as I love Liverpool, I'm not going to bash other teams or I'm not going to be like, yeah, Liverpool is so good and your team sucks. You know, like I, I don't go to that extent of my support. Lah. But um. Obviously, other people do. And so, for example, if I put up a post supporting Liverpool, like, because I think they were going on a streak last season of, of losing like six home games in a row. And I just put up a post of like, oh, you know, when your team's doing bad, you should show your support even more because this is when your team needs you. It was just something so basic, like nothing to do with the games, nothing to nothing technical. And like, obviously, some person will come here and attack me and say like, yeah, what do you know about football? You're just a girl. And, and then they make generic statements about how girls don't, understand sports and that sort of like gets me i'm like sports football is not rocket science guys like it's really not that difficult to like understand the game you know what i mean and the fact they're so elitist about it they're so like oh my god this sports especially for guys and girls can't watch it girls can't understand it girls can't be fans of it i mean like come on you know you have guys doing fashion you have guys yeah cooking doing all these like female um so-called female oriented like industries right so i don't see why girls can't enjoy sports and football and whatever else right that guys like cars or whatever but yeah so yeah they're really mean uh they will attack sometimes very personal things Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with football even they'll attack your your personality your family your uh, when i was pregnant the fact that i was even pregnant yeah people can be really mean online just because they are insecure about their own support for their team i think like i just think these people are very insecure lah. and obviously it used to really get to me really really used to get to me but then now i'm just like yeah whatever yeah i think i bring this theory over to like the music fandoms as well and i always say like because i'm in like a few group chats as well i'm like there's really no need to bash other people like focus on the the the, the artists that you like like why are you wasting energy on people yeah don't like you know what I mean just because you're bashing yeah, exactly it doesn't make your your fave like any better and like just because you're bashing this other team yeah. does not mean like that's gonna make your team win the next season like it doesn't make sense <laughs> for sure <laughs> and of course no exactly that's what it is you know yeah and of course I've seen like the the girl comments on your page and we've had conversations about this before and I'm just like Mm -hmm. yeah what do you know about football you've only been like talking about it professionally for the past like what eight years probably even more like that's the other thing (laughs) 
I think it's all, it also stems from the, the fact that they're just like, how did she get this job? And me, like, it's probably just them wanting that job as well. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. they're like, oh, I could do this job. You know, like, oh, just because, so for example, in, you know, relating it back to music, like, just because I like music, it means I can be a radio DJ. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. It's like, oh, just because I'm a football fan and I love football, it means I could work in the sports journalism uh, line as well. And they're like, what does she know? She probably spends half her time like with clothes and makeup. Why is she there? You know, so I think it's also that hatred or that like they're just not satisfied mm. seeing other people being successful and doing well in what they do. So there's a little bit of that as well, I think. Yeah, but um, newsflash, people can like more than one thing. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Why be so one-dimensional, right? I mean, sometimes I don't even watch football. I really do not care about football. And people know this. Like, I make it very well known. And people still come at me like, oh, yeah, it's because you're a girl. I'm like, maybe. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What, what exactly what the, whatever the reason is i don't like it it yeah. really doesn't matter bottom you, line is i don't <laughs> it's just literally yeah not. and you don't have to be forced to like something you know yeah. like if you don't like something you don't like it it's just we're all different and that's what makes it interesting yeah now every time someone like tries to bring it up i just keep telling them taylor swift facts and when they get annoyed i'm like <laughs> that's exactly how you found to me <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. It's like putting a mirror up, right? And yeah, asking them to reflect on their actions. I had someone ask me before, okay, two things that always annoy me when it's like the World Cup or like the Euros and like if I'll say like, oh yeah, I'm supporting England and then I'll get comments like, oh, like, but I thought you don't even care about football. I'm like, I don't, but... I have more of a right to be supporting a team because I'm from there. But yeah, like, no, for oh, sure. I, it doesn't matter whether I watch or not. Like, still want them to win. Whether whether they do or not, it doesn't affect my life. But I'm, I'm still going to say it because like... Of course, it's like, <laughs> you should say back to them, what about the Olympics then? Then, you know, just because you don't watch sports, but like in the, when the Olympics comes on yeah. and you want to support, you know, the guy from your country, like, can't you do that? Why yeah, not, right? Just, yeah, you know? it's like when I was like, I support Lee Chong Wei when he was playing badminton and everything. It's like, I don't watch badminton, but I want him to win. <laughs> you want him to win, exactly. I mean, to be fair, my husband doesn't watch football either. Like, he only watches during the big tournaments when England plays because he's patriotic. You want your country to do well. I mean, honestly, if Malaysia was in the World yeah. Cup one day, like all the people who don't watch football are still going to be like, yes, let's support Malaysia because like we've never been in the World Cup and suddenly everyone's going to be a football fan and yep. fully support the country. So again, this whole like, oh, you can't do it because you're not good enough. Like not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. things like this is for everyone. Football's for everyone. You can't just be like, oh, it's a, you can't sit with us kind of attitude, you know? It's so, it's so mean girls. And again, this is not just football. This goes back to music as well. It's like, you can like something without being obsessed with it. Like you can like this person's yeah. music without being like their biggest fan and like loving every single thing that they do. You're allowed to do that. And I feel like gatekeeping anything is is just, it's weird to me. I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe they feel some form of um, protectiveness over... Mm-hmm they are chosen artists or a team or whatever because they they're purists i guess right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i mean this has gone on like this is why you have racists in the world this is why you have this is why wars start out right yeah. everyone's like you know but yeah i guess essentially it applies to all aspects of life as well so another thing that always annoys me and i've told you this before it's like every single time they're like oh um what are you and i'm like well i'm malaysian yeah but 
you don't look Malaysian, then I have to tell them like, oh, I'm from England. It doesn't happen as much mm. anymore. But like one of the first questions people used to ask me was like, oh, England where? And I said, oh, I'm from Birmingham. Oh, the football not so good, huh? That's the first. Yeah, thing. that's the only thing that they related to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't, no. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I can't tell you anything. Jake gets it all the time as well. I mean, because uh, he's from Devon, right? Down south, which they don't even have like a football team well they probably do but it's like in the lower leagues and all people want to talk about to him is football or london right they're like have you been here in london have you been there in london and he's like well i've been to london a few times but obviously like 99 of his life is in the south so he doesn't know the london scene as well right and obviously malaysians who travel to london most of the time and they're familiar with just london and if they don't travel out loud and so to them it's like they can't comprehend the fact that like yeah i'm from uk but i don't know much about london i don't know much mm-hmm. about football like because the the stereotype is so embedded yeah um so weird it's kind of like here though right like if i went out and said like oh you're from malaysia but if it's someone who's not from kl i'm like oh but have you been here in KL? Have you done this in KL? Like people from other states are not yeah. gonna like know everything about KL. Like I've been here for three years and I'm sure there's plenty of places I haven't been yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you 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 post a, a a photo or something about Liverpool, do you have to brace yourself just before you post it? Because you know that it's gonna have like a lot of different reactions. Sometimes, but I do have more followers who are Liverpool fans or just neutral fans, right? Fans who are not so hardcore. So I'm okay because I feel like this is my platform and I feel safe posting football related content I get more anxious when I post personal things because I feel like oh this is another part of myself that I'm letting out into the world right and it's not just your followers who see it because our accounts are public literally anyone can see our Mm -hmm. post or our account and therefore make like a snap judgment based on just one post or if they stalk you then whatever's on your Instagram like make a snap judgment about you who you are as a person and I don't know what other information they can get right these days it's so crazy so yeah I do get more anxious posting about personal things like even my son now I do try to like not post too much I try not to overdo it as well but I think you found the balance because like yeah you don't post too much but it's enough to like I feel like I I I see Leo a lot but not like an overwhelming amount you know what I mean yeah Yeah. that's good then I mean I definitely post more in stories because I know it disappears and it's not like on your feed forever. So once in a while, I'll post him on my feed, but I try not to do it too much. Even on stories, I try to like, if I if I post a lot about him in one day, then the next few days, I'll just be like, no Leo postings. And I'll start yeah. just doing my own personal stuff. Because sometimes even you're just like, why do people follow you? Sometimes you wonder, right? What are they interested in? Are they interested in your life in general? Or is there something particular? They, so for example, if they are a football fan and they follow me and then I don't post football content, would that make them unfollow me, right? Mm -hmm. Or if they do follow me for mom stuff now, because I do have a lot of new followers that are females who are mothers or are expecting mothers and who do DM me and ask me for a lot of advice. So for example, like that, those people who follow me, then would I lose their interest if I post too much about football? So it's like, I don't know. You know, like you said, you can like more than one thing, but I feel sometimes with social media, it needs to be a bit more streamlined because, you know, people follow you for a certain thing. And then, because you're not like, oh, I'm not one of those like mega influencers. For me, I was known first as the football girl. And then now as a mother. So it's kind of like confusing for some people. And, And I've noticed it because like, 
a lot of I have a lot of people have unfollowed me since I got married, I got pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, so it's yeah, finding that balance, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that, actually, like now that you're posting things, uh, you know, other than, than than football and also because even before even before you became a mom, like you, you post a lot of football stuff, but at the same time, you also post a lot of beauty stuff, which is two completely mm-hmm. different worlds have any of your followers ever mentioned it or do you notice like a difference in like how people engage with you when you post different things mm-hmm. definitely i mean when i post the beauty stuff the engagement is not as good because i have more male followers i'll just put it out there like significantly more so obviously if i posted beauty related content then they like guys would not be interested in it right and the engagement is a lot lower and I do get unfollows as well, but then that's what I'm interested in, right? So mm-hmm. I have to do things that are that is related to me as well, because at the end of the day, it's my platform, and I should be able to share things that I love as well, not just what my followers want mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But having said that, there are also some followers who are who who do appreciate those posts. Like definitely, like my female followers who don't like my football posts will like my beauty posts. So I don't know. It's it's a very difficult position to be in. But yeah, I guess that's what I've always struggled with. And I think yeah. I will still continue to struggle with, especially now adding that like mom title as well to like beauty and football. Yeah, I guess I have to find people who just like me for me, right? Yeah, so obviously you won't make it for any of the, the Euro shows, but are you looking forward to getting back into it and doing whatever comes next? I'm not going to pretend I know what comes next. I know there's some kind of like <laughs> or whatever that comes next, but yeah. <laughs> So the Premier League does restart in August. Uh, okay. I think August 14th, like if I'm not mistaken, the kickoff. I'm hoping to continue the show that I did before because, you know, in this industry, like nothing is confirmed until mm. like the very last minute. I hosted this show called Men on the Street for the past few seasons and there is talk of that show coming back next season. But of course, it all is dependent on like sponsorships. You know, there's a lot of things that that uh, need to weigh in love before a hundred percent confirmed. But most likely, even if it doesn't come back as Man on the Street, it will come back in some other form. So hopefully, you'll still see me talk about football. And if not on Astro, on my social media, I am planning to do a few things. Whether or not they come into <laughs> fruition, who knows? But you know, with a kid now, um, but we'll see. We'll see. So. Yeah. My my side of the family like support Aston Villa. So your family are uh, Villa supporters. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> well, not bad, not bad. They did okay. At least they're still in the Premier League. Yeah, I just hit the like button. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone asks, so I'm you don't you don't like... own any jerseys like any England jersey or Aston Villa jersey. No, I have thought about getting an, like an English jersey, like, I don't know, maybe the next World Cup. But then I'll just be like, yeah. wearing you should. that. I don't know. I mean, I think if you get an England jersey, it applies to everything. Do you know what I mean? Like any sport in the future, if you were ever to participate. And plus, you know, you are in this industry, this media mm-hmm. industry. At any given time, you could be pulled in to either host an event or just like even attend one and you know if England happens to be a part of it like you can always wear that jersey so I feel like if you get an England jersey it's everlasting like it's classic it will last you through the years and you're English so makes sense right (laughs) yeah yeah it makes sense to get it it. Leo already has his jersey come on (laughs) Calista okay okay next World Cup I'll get on it (laughs) 
the designs never change it's always the same they do i mean they come up with like every tournament there's like a new design but you know what generally what an england jersey would look like right so like it doesn't change much but the emblem will always be there yeah it's always white and blue and bits of red here and there so like your union jack but so people can probably tell what year it was from but it will still last through the time right okay <laughs> yeah so by the world cup i'll get one they're expensive though <laughs> oh yeah they are they're about like 300 bucks i think yeah mm-hmm. it's okay I'll, I'll get you to tell me where, where where's the best place to buy okay yeah will do i'll hook you up girl <laughs> All right, cool. And thanks for joining me, babe. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. It was. And if you want to follow all the football updates and see a really cute baby once in a while, you make sure to go follow Reem on Instagram. What's your, what's your at? At Reem Shahwa. Just my name. R-E-E-M-S-H-A-H-W-A. All right. And I'll see you next episode. The C Word with Callista.